0: That's fucking minging, that. I tell you what, David, it's fucking men against fucking boys all over the fucking park. They're fucking weak as piss, they are. Fucking weak as. Welcome piss. to the Rubber Report Player Written's podcast. And Sunderland have managed to salvage a 1 1 draw at home to Burton Albion. Yes, it really is as miserable as that. Uh, to join us on this journey, <laughs> we've got Bomber. How are you doing, mate? I'm alright, aunt. Yeah. Same old, same old. A bit grind dog day ish at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the only difference is we're taking turns hosting this. I bet you're over the moon just, to, just a guest on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. So just as uh, just as happy as you were to hand it over on Friday. Uh, it's
0: very much the same for me tonight. <laughs> and also, um, all the way from Australia, we've got Martin Wannis. How are we doing?
2: Oh, well, it's not the best start to the day, is it? For, for me, getting up at half past five to watch us grind out a draw against the, the mighty Burton Albion. But I think that's the first time we've actually picked up a point at home to Burton Albion. You know? So we're taking... Taking steps forward in some of some baby steps, baby isn't it? it? Very small steps. <laughs> I Jesus. mean, at least, you know, at
0: least me and Bum have got to watch it at a sensible time and you've got to get up at half five in the morning. So, you know, if you think we're mad then. But, yeah, I mean, where do we start with that? In mean, the first half, nothing much has gone on, really. Um, basically, Sunderland having all the possession and not managing to really get any shots on goal. Charlie White's gone off with an injury. Martin was starting on that, actually. Did you think that? Obviously with Charlie White being uh, the Phil Parkinson's number one strike, obviously Phil Parkinson's gone now, but do you think that was a little bit of a blow him going off so early?
2: Well, it's it's as much of a blow as Charlie White getting injured can be, really, which <laughs> it should it shouldn't really make a scrap of difference, should it? Um, but yes, potentially it was a bit of a blow. I, I don't I don't think it had any any measurable effect on the outcome of the game, to be honest. I think um I, I would prefer to see Will Grigg come on instead of him, I must admit, yeah. no Danny Graham was absolutely yeah. pathetic. Which we'll come on to, but um yeah, it was a <laughs> disappointment. I had him for i picked him for first goal scorer in our in our predictions in a in a convincing three 0 victory, so how wrong was I? Ah uh, yeah. If, if anything it's cost you a little bit of money.
0: <laughs> it has. <laughs> um I mean we'll we'll go on to Danny Graham. I mean, obviously he came on uh, for Charlie White I mean, only mm-hmm. Sunderland can sign Danny Graham twice. And him being absolutely turgid both times—it's it's yeah. just the typical Sunday, isn't it? It is. It is. It is.
1: It is it, I can only come to the conclusion that it's something to do with us as a club because obviously that spell he had in between was actually not too bad. He left mm-hmm. us, got all right, came back to us, and just turned into a bag of shit again. Yeah, it's just—it's just not happening. I know he's not. You—you you can make an argument that it, you know he's—he's he's not been really given an awful lot of chances, um, but tonight you know, he had a good, what, hour tonight, probably a little yeah. bit, possibly a little bit more. And I, I was expecting more. I, I agree with Mark, actually, when the, the board went up and it, it said that uh, Danny Graham's number was on there coming on for Charlie Walk, I was a bit disappointed. I'd liked to have seen Greg get an hour. Because um, actually, I think Greg probably did more in the 20, 25 minutes he was on than, um, yeah.
0: than Graham did. I think my heart just sank because you just knew it was going to be exactly the same type of football that wasn't Working with Charlie White on the pitch, it was just mm. exactly the same again, wasn't it? Mm. But obviously, I mean, we we'll are go into the, the second half. One slight talking point on the 48th minute. Um, Their right back goes into Conor kind of McLaughlin. I mean, it's a genuine slip, um, but he got booked for exactly the same thing just before half-time, Bomber. So do you think they have two yellows? Uh, I mean,
1: if, if the first one's a yellow, by the letter of the law, the second one should be a yellow as well. Um, but it's one of those, isn't it where the, the referees uh you know used a bit of common sense mm-hmm. I think if it if it was one of ours that had got two bookings and and therefore was sending off on that, I would have been raging about it um the The guy couldn't do anything about it. It's not like he's you know denied a goal scoring opportunity or or something like that. It's not reckless or dangerous, you know McLaughlin might have tweaked an ankle a little bit at at worst, but yeah it, strictly speaking, if he gives the first one, he has to give the second one, but yeah, I, I didn't nah, think that second
2: one' was that bad me like I, I, I think it would have been a, a pretty harsh. I think the first one was harsh for as a booking. Mm. Well, yeah, but I think I think the first one's a little bit worse than the second. Yeah, you just needed different studs, yeah. didn't he?
0: Mm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. You saw, like, I think it was Max Powers, like, literally said, "Change your boots to him." Like, how's that? came about? But um... you got your
2: moldies on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> them sand shoes what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and, and so it gets quite bad now in the 60th minute um what on earth goes on at the back I mean I think Tom Fannigan tries to be a bit more clever gives it to Denver Hume whose clearance is shocking it falls to a bit No, nah, sorry I don't know the player who put the shot in Remy Matthews makes a Sunday league error again and it falls to to Burnham who puts puts it at the back of the net man i mean that's an awful awful goal yet again from something to concede i mean it's it's every week again now isn't it and it's 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 really something that needs addressing quickly
2: well it is i think um you've we've seen remy matthews do this on on a couple of occasions now haven't we in pre-season in in the cup and this, this is the first time it's cost us league points but that, that's a absolute bread and butter take isn't it for any any keeper and you know League One defenders and League One keepers aren't going to be perfect every every week, and you know we had a good spell at the start of the season where we were were pretty solid defensively, didn't we? And like, there's absolutely no way in the world that we're going to clean sheet our way to to victory, which makes mm. that performance, uh, like look t- tonight's performance was just a carry on of what we've seen over the past few months, wasn't it? Where you mm. know we've got a decent amount of possession, we don't look really threatening, we we try to work positions out wide, get the ball in. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat until something hopefully drops for us and we score a goal. And um, yeah, yeah. we're making mistakes at the back, week in, week out, as you say, aren't we? And um,
0: that's... why do we look so leaky, though? You know, like all of a sudden we looked really, really strong, and now we just we just look so leaky. I mean, we're, we're conceding goals at our own our own downfall. I mean, that's at least three. Right, obviously, it is three in the last three games which just so easily avoidable. And I just, I just can't understand why all of a sudden we're looking that leaky. Is, is it pressure? Is it because? Oh, look, I'm not quite sure.
2: Who, who knows? I think, you know, potentially that run of form early in the season was just a bit of luck rather than a, a standard that we could keep up all season. But w- it wouldn't be an issue if we were scoring two or three goals. And like mm. tonight, you know, we're playing against a team who's, I had a look, they've conceded 28 goals in 14 games this season, right? That's a, they've, got, they've got the second worst goals conceded record in the bloody division. And we didn't have a shot until we didn't threaten seventy-five yeah. minutes or something. Yeah. Well, if, eventually, if we, when we if did we, if we're scoring those defense. No, we're not talking about those defensive mistakes too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And when we eventually did threaten, which again is so, it it just reminded me the day of a Phil Parkinson-esque performance because, as per usual, we didn't threaten properly until the last ten fifteen minutes. And when we did, bomber obviously Will Grigg came on. We changed the formation, which Phil Parkinson's never done. So you know we will give Andrew Taylor a little bit of credit for that to bring Will Grigg on, and he did look he looked a lot more better. He looked more more sharp than what Graham did. You know he hit the post and then had a header just wide on the 80th minute, which was which was better from him, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's an it's going to be a, a strange one because it's it's probably the best cameo appearance that Will Grigg's had in it in a long time for us. Like I said uh, right at the top, he he probably did more in that twenty five minutes that he had than than graham did in the 60 65 that he had um and he did he did look sharp and you know he 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 did more running than than graham he he won more possession he it, you know he he i think he set up a couple of half chances as well with balls balls in behind mm-hmm. it again it's just it seems to be the same old story for will grigg doesn't it that for all the good that he does he just can't can't buy a goal just no, actually I- cannot buy a
0: goal the one that hit the post was very, very unlucky. You know, yeah. was really, he did everything right there. And, and and nine times out of ten, that'll go in. He is unlucky there.
1: But that has been the story of his time with
0: us, really, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I think for whoever comes in, the next manager who comes in, it, and we, I said this a year ago when Phil Parkinson had come in, the most important thing will be to get Will Grigg firing. Yeah. And in that little cameo he's done there today, it just gives you that little bit of hope that if we can get a manager in who knows what he's doing, plays attacking football or whatever, then he will end up getting us goals, you know. I, yeah. I I don't know what your opinion is on him, Mark.
2: Well, he's the only player in the squad who who's got a, a record of getting a half decent amount of goals at, at this level, isn't he? And mm. like you, when when Parkinson took over, and I, I'd said that was the the number one thing he had to do was figure out a way to get Will Griggs scoring. Start last season, I said that was the biggest thing Jack Ross had to, had to do, and that's that's the key to it. And um, like that that header that hit the hit the post, his his movement there was. It was nice. He anticipated the ball coming in. He got onto it. As you say, nine times out of ten, that, that goes in. And, you know, I just think he was so unlucky at the start of the season. He, he had a similar um, game against Hull where he, he made some nice movement across the, across the defenders, got mm-hmm. some... You know, it was two offside goals against Hull in the, in the League Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was, yeah. And he yeah. had a, a not-so-good game against Bristol Rovers where, you know, he didn't do too badly. And he's been frozen mm-hmm. out. And I just think, yeah. you know, that, that's a, for us to go up with this squad... The manager's got to figure out how to get him scoring. And it's got to start with giving him a run of five or six games, saying, look, you're in the team, get comfortable. We're going to you know, try to set you up. But you know, the, the pressure, he's, he's under so much pressure every single time he gets 10 minutes, half an hour, even a start, he knows he's going to get 60 minutes. And if he doesn't score, he's coming off. Mm. Well, well, under Parkinson's maybe yeah. 80 minutes.
0: I think, obviously, um, it, it might be, well, obviously you don't want to wish an injury on anyone, but the injury to Charlie White, if he's out for two or three weeks, is a perfect excuse now to to play Will Grigg. It depends who it comes and, in and it? give him that, like what you say there, give him that three or four games where he's you know just to get his confidence back. up, because, like I say, I mean he 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 was the only one, him and Max Power today. I thought were the only two who looked like the the wanted to play forward, attacking and then wanted to score goals. And we'll go on to Max Power's goal now, uh, with mean, For once, a good delivery from Denver Hume, really good ball in and a nice cushioned header. You know, it was a good goal at least. Um, it might give him a little bit of confidence because he's not been great, has he, recently? So it might no. you know, put him back to where he wants to be.
1: Yeah, so his form his form has been poor um power. And you know, apart from that one cross, Hume probably had one of the worst games that, that he's had in, in a long while for us as well. Yeah. He was very, very wasteful on the ball. Um, his crossings never been great, but it was particularly poor today. But yeah, when it when it mattered, it, it, he he pulled one out of the bag. Um, Max Power has got come into the box late, uh, has not been picked up, and um, you know he's he's done very well in directing the header into a place where the the keeper can't get to it. He's obviously it's obviously something that he's he's picked out. You know he's he's kind. Of, you can see by the way he's headed the ball, he's kind of picked that area of the goal out. Um, so fair play to him, um, and like you said, he was one of the few today who can um, can hold their heads up a little bit with their performance, and it's it's much needed um, because I think a lot of people have turned against Max Power in recent weeks for his performances, yeah, me included, me included.
0: Yeah. But in all fairness, he was—I thought he was really, really good today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, I mean, we didn't particularly threaten after that. Uh, you know, we we had all the ball, but they backed off. Obviously, we got a really worrying looking injury to Luke 0-9, looks like he's uh, done his collarbone or a shoulder or something so fingers crossed Luke's not badly injured but in the game obviously ended after that and so we have drawn 1-1. So what we'll do is we'll go into the player ratings, we'll not rate the caretaker manager uh, because really it's, it's a pointless exercise but we will just kind of tip on him now of how well you actually think he did, you know obviously with um two two days of preparation after Parkinson got sacked. Um we'll start with you, Martin. How did you think you know Andrew Taylor did on his probably one and only game for Sunland?
2: Well, I, I just hope it is his one and only game because I think as you know, <laughs> we we need to get rid of anybody who's had anything to do with Parkinson out at the club and just have a fresh start. Like that performance was just uh a, a rubber stamp of, of what we've seen over the past few weeks, wasn't it? The setup was the same, yeah. the, the tactics were the same. Um, I saw some people saying, how oh, we, you know, started the game a bit brighter than we had done and playing a bit better." I didn't see it at all. It was just very mm-hmm. much the same as what we've seen. I think the only thing you can give him a bit of credit for is that he changed formation and you know made some earlier subs. But you know, it was just the same stuff going on. And I think you know, to be fair to him, he's only been coaching for three or four months. I think he retired, yeah, he, being he, the end he's only recently retired, hasn't
0: he? he? He hasn't really been a coach for lot long. No, that's right. He's not he, been at a long playing,
2: He was playing under Parkinson. Parkinson's the first manager he's worked under. And, you know, in, in reality, he, Parkinson offers him the best chance of getting in his next job. So is he really yeah. going to want to change things dramatically and show Parkinson he was getting it wrong? Or is he going to try to keep it, keep it the same? So, yeah, hopefully we've got somebody else in by Saturday. The one thing he said at the start of the game was he wants us to
0: play with freedom. Yeah that, that wasn't freedom. Well no. it wasn't anywhere. <laughs> no
2: like, like like
1: Mark said the first kind of 10 minutes we perhaps looked a little bit brighter in that we were getting about the pitch. It's seemingly a little bit quicker uh, no, we don't think we were necessarily playing any better. Um I think the only argument that you could say that we there was a little bit more freedom was that whenever Embleton picked the ball up he was he was looking to go forward. But again, he was quite wasteful with it. There were a couple of times mm-hmm. he just run straight into defenders. So yeah, I wouldn't say we necessarily played with freedom. I I, I will give him credit for, for for starting Emberton in the first place. You know, it's something that everybody's been crying out for for, for a while. And he, he he did that. He changed the formation to a more positive formation, taking Flanagan off and, and putting uh, Grig on. Um, And, you know, the substitutions he made were... Compared to Parkinson's, at least were positive. So he was trying to win the game. You can't, you can't argue with that. Um, but yeah, you know, anyone expecting a massively changed starting eleven today with a completely different style of play after you've got Parkinson's uh, gone out the door two days before and yeah. Parkinson's man still in charge, um, you, you know, you're in dreamland a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, so it-
0: I agree with you both. Actually, um, I agree with what you're saying about the the positive subs because. Had that, that probably been Parkinson, he you, you, you would probably brought McFadden on for Hume or something like that. And made um, like, like substitutions, we probably would have lost the game. But I also agree with Martin saying, I just want every like last sort of memory of Phil Parkinson erased from this club. So, and if that includes Andrew Taylor, which is harsh as it is, I, I just want him gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: I, I I don't necessarily agree with Martin that, that I can't, the longer the takeover stuff goes over, I can't see somebody necessarily being back in charge for, is it Wigan on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it's Wigan. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think we might see him for at least
0: one more game.
2: See, that's why I I'm kind of veering off the, the point of the, the player ratings a little bit. But yeah, we are, I promise we are going to talk about player ratings. That, that's why I, I, I was really keen for a, a caretaker appointment to take place. And whether that was, I, I'd said on, on the website, Peter Reid and Kevin Ball, two or three weeks, buy them some time, get some fresh voices in there to pick up as many points as possible in between Parkinson leaving and the new manager coming in, um you know, I think to to get rid of Parkinson, but to carry on with the same voices and the same coaching staff mm. and the same style of play, it's uh, an exercise in futility, really. Yeah, I'm sure we can talk about this for an hour,
0: but we are restricted, <laughs> so we'll we'll go on with the players' ratings. I'll start off with Remy Matthews, and I've given him a three just for that goal. It's just shite. It's awful goalkeeping. It's not the first time he's done it this season. If Lee Burge isn't fit. Bring Patterson in because Patterson can't do any worse, and Patterson's a half decent goalkeeper. So, um, I just don't want to see Remy Matthews wear a strip for us again because it's ever you know, it's three times this season now he's made a mistake like that, and he's only played five games. So, <laughs> it's obviously he's not a good goalkeeper. Um, Luke going nine, um, obviously, with that injury at the end, um, which we wish him the best. But, yeah, a bit of a quiet game from him, I thought.
2: Yeah, I'd given him a six. I thought you can't, he, he linked yeah. up well with uh, McLaughlin down the, the right hand side in the first half, especially. Yes, he did, yeah. Um, pushed on a bit, give us some, give us some width. I thought he did all right. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointing to, to see him go off injured. And you know, that, that's something that might force a, a change of formation with, um, with losing him for a, a spell, which it, it looks like he, he will be out for a while, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. We'll outly agree. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Conor McLaughlin bomber, uh, we'll go for him again An improved performance from him.
1: Yeah. Another, another solid performance from him, actually. I think he, he's certainly in kind of the top two or three or possibly four that, um, that we saw right there today you know he's he's hit a decent run of form and can, my opinion of him from when he first came to the club and we were trying to play him as right back and right wing back compared to where what i see him now as a as a right center back and even playing as a center back too um you know it's it, they're worlds apart um so i gave him uh, i originally was going to get up for a seven for him um but i've i've settled on a six didn't want to get too uh you know Hyped up on him, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's a it's a very high six, um, and and long may it continue. To be fair, because yeah. he's he's given um, any potential manager coming in something to think about in those uh, those central
0: uh, defensive positions. It's a good six, a good six. We'll give him mm. that. Um, speaking of a six, <laughs> I've gave Bailey Wright a six. Um, again, it's just. For for their, I mean, their striker barely touched the ball, um, and I thought Bailey Wright marshaled him quite well. I still don't, I still think Wright has gone off the boil from what he was at the start of the season. The fact we're conceding silly goals, he should be marshalling in that defence. But but I, he, it wasn't his fault for the goal. He's not done much wrong today, so I can't
2: give him any lower. Um, Tom Flanagan, Mark. I have given Flanagan a four. I just thought he was he was poor. Gave the ball away out of position. Nah, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> enough said <laughs> yeah. just enough said about Tom Flanagan there
0: <laughs> but I'm at Dan for Hume by the uh, bar the goal as you've just said by the assist for the goal very poor wasn't he yeah so I, I've i given him a, a five it probably would have been a four if it
1: wasn't for the assist for the mm-hmm. goal because um, that one cross was a very very good cross I mean he he did try and do what he normally does and pick the ball up and drive and, and deliver balls in it just wasn't coming off for him um, I, I apportioned just as much blame for him for the the goal we conceded then Tom Flanagan because he was he ran a good twenty yards back to his own goal then tried to be clever with it in the corner yeah. and his his clearance just was poor and it went straight back to um to their right hand side I think it was their right back um so he he's got to take a share of the blame for that so yeah it's a five um but it would have been a four
0: yeah no problem I'm sticking on the five front I've gave Grant Lebetter a five um thought he's I just think he he needs a rest he just looks as if he needs a rest at the minute you know quick and tidy again but the game's passing by a little bit too much for my liking. Uh, Martin will go for Max Power, like we've
2: said, touched on improved performance. Yeah, I thought it was. You know, He's, he's obviously been out for a, a few weeks and he, he he seemed to have a little bit of a point to prove. thought the first half he, he was sort of driving forward a bit more than we've seen um, other people who are, who have been playing in that position do. Um, he's a little bit hit and miss in the first half. I thought he, he stepped it up a, a little bit more in the second half um, and obviously got a, a nice goal. So I, I've given him maybe a slightly generous seven. Um, mm-hmm. but slightly better than Bomber's high six. So yeah, I'll, I'll stick with a seven, a low seven. Yeah,
0: this is the only seven I've actually gave, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Bomber will go with uh, Josh Sporn.
1: Um, I think he was a bit anonymous, really. It's one of those that we've said about him and a couple of others for the last three or four player ratings pods. You know, you could have forgiven for thinking that he wasn't necessarily on the pitch. He had that one header in the first half, which, you know, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to really criticise him for because it was probably too high um for him to to get his head onto it you know other than that I don't really I can't think of anything he did good bad or indifferently so he's got to be a five for me
0: yeah cool um I've gone for Elliot Embleton thought he was you know trying to trying his best trying his best to be you know as influential as he could what some things came off some things didn't that's probably youth on his um to be honest and inexperienced, but steady six um Mark, obviously, Charlie White was only on for 70 minutes, so you can take Danny Graham. We'll, we'll not bother with Mark and
2: Charlie. Um, are we allowed to give minus ratings? <laughs> if you want, <laughs> if you want, yeah. I'd, and it's I'd, first, I'd, but you can. Seriously, like one, <laughs> not zero, eight. minus one. I, I just thought he was so ineffectual, it was embarrassing. He lumbered about the pitch. Oh. He couldn't get under the ball. He couldn't win a header. He couldn't hold the ball up. He only came to life a little bit when Greg came on. And to be fair yeah. Danny Graham, maybe that's to do with the service that was, was coming in with a, a two up front and four at the back. Um, but look, Danny Graham's got the legacy of his previous spell with us clouding everybody's judgment of him. Um I just <laughs> thought he was horrendous. He just we might we might as well have just gone down to ten men for all the good he did. <laughs> a scathing
0: <laughs> review at the end there. Which to be fair, he's not wrong. So um I'll just quickly wrap. off Chris Maguire and real will, will Grig. i to say that. Um uh, Maguire, I thought, again, just ineffectual, so I've given him a five. Grig, I thought he was very, very good when he came on. Nice quick cameo. Um if he'd been on for longer, I think he would have got a seven. I think we probably would have won the game if he'd been on for longer, but I've given my, well, in words of uh, Bomber, a high six. Um, <laughs> so what we'll finish off with, lads, um, we, we got the news today that long-time, well, it was player and um, our kit man, John Cook, has been given his redundancy. We're hearing that it was actually two or three months ago, but the news has only just come to light now. You know, me personally, I think it just sums up Stuart Donald and Stuart Donald's tenure on the and, and the current ownership's tenure at this club. That it's absolutely pathetic. You know, how how they can first of all leave it this long to let us know um that cookie has gone. You know, Kookie is huge at Sunderland. Anyone who, you know, is in and around Sunderland knows who Kookie is. And to actually treat a long standing player like that is absolutely disgusting. And I really think you should hang your heads in shame. Mart, I know you you we spoke off air about it and you had some words to say about that as well.
2: Yeah, well, I, I actually don't, I'm not sure if the club have let us know or not. I think it was um, one of the local journals had, had reported it. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and, and look, that, that sort of decision sums up how absolutely tone-deaf the vast majority of things that have gone on in the past 18 months at Sunderland Football Club have been. Like, how much money are you saving, really, to get rid of a, a kit man who's been there for, for so long? You, you know, In the grand mm. scheme of things in the football club, it's going to be nothing. It's going to be minuscule. I think Craig Russell's gone um, at, at the same time as well. And, you know, again, somebody who's been associated with, with our club for a long, long period of time. And, you know, I, I can only hope that these sort of things rectified, addressed and changed under a new ownership because the longer there's a disconnection between what goes on at the top of the football club and, the, the you know, in the fabric of the football club and, you know, the, the disconnect with the fans, things like this... While it might seem small decisions to somebody sitting there, the CEO, who whoever's made the call, it might seem a relatively small decision to him. But you're ripping up the fabric of the club, and it cannot continue because there's not going to be anything left. Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, uh, Bob, do you have anything to say on that as well?
0: I, I, no, I, don't anything that would kind of explain it any better than Martin has really. Just to just
1: to echo what he said, it's a, it's a, it's blindness, deafness, dumbness from the club, and and you know just to echo what Martin said, it, it needs to stop, and you know those those holes that are, that are being ripped into the club need to be patched up, but patched up by different people to, who, yeah. who are running
0: it. Yeah, and I absolutely agree with both of you. I think it's just, like I say, it's just completely compounded and, and summed up what this ownership has, has been like over the last two or three years. It's been, it's absolute, It's just shambolic and we'll leave it on that quite shocking note. I do wish Cootie all the best as well. If you are listening, John, you know, you've been, you're an absolute legend or something So I really wish you all the best, mate.